0: I'm Eric Priante-Martin, and this is Green Seas, a podcast by Tradewinds about the environment and the business of the ocean. Could this be the sound of shipping's low-carbon future? So why are we listening to the sound of pigs on a farm in a podcast episode about the shipping business? To answer that question, we have to take a step back to the beginnings of an effort by Harvey Gulf International Marine to explore how it could run its vessels with net zero greenhouse gas emissions. Harvey Gulf is a Louisiana company that operates offshore service vessels and it's been tackling greenhouse gas emissions in a multi-pronged way. The company started with a pioneering effort to build vessels that operate using liquefied natural gas. Harvey Gulf then added batteries, developing what it called tri-fueled ships that can use LNG, electric power, and conventional marine fuels. The company also teamed up with a technology firm called SailPlan to begin monitoring its emissions, allowing it to figure out how to operate its vessels in a way that minimizes greenhouse gas pollution. But when the Blue Sky Maritime Coalition said Harvey Gulf has achieved net-zero well-to-wake emissions in operations of a platform supply vessel, it was when the ship owner had added one more ingredient to the mix. That ingredient was pig manure. The company dropped bio LNG derived from swine waste into its fuel tanks. Dane de is vice president of LNG Bunkering and Sustainability Strategies at Harvey Gulf. He's also chief operating officer at LNG fueling company, QLNG Transport. He described Harvey Gulf's bio LNG effort as a successful project, although he said the biofuel came at a high price tag.
1: When you're looking at sustainability and the ESG movement in this country, if you really want it to be true to it,
0: and you think about it, that is the most sustainable fuel that we have available. What makes this biofuel, which like regular LNG, has methane as its main ingredient, so green? Globally, agriculture is an even bigger source of methane emissions than the fossil fuel industry. And most of agriculture's emissions are from livestock.
1: Because we're constantly going to have animals out in in the wild. We're going to constantly have farms. We're going to be raising them. And if you look, the number one methane emitter in the world is cows. So we eliminate the number one methane emitter by taking the gas out of the of the system using it running it through an engine there's nothing more green about that
0: Blue sky An industry coalition aiming to foster zero emission shipping said Harvey Gulf's bio LNG was certified at about negative 450 grams of CO2 equivalent emissions per megajoule of energy. That negative number allowed Harvey Gulf to zero out emissions from its fossil fuel based LNG. But Harvey Gulf's effort comes as LNG faces scrutiny because methane is a more potent greenhouse gas than carbon dioxide, particularly on shorter timescales. And it can be released from slippage on ships and in the upstream supply chain. Proponents of the fuel, however, argue that bio LNG offers a pathway to net zero emissions, particularly as ships burn fuel that would have otherwise been released as methane. But Lyudmila Osipova, a researcher at the International Council on Clean Transportation, or ICCT, remains skeptical. She said that without comparing methane emissions from manure and agriculture to the upstream leakage in fossil fuel LNG production, any comparison between the two industries is just guessing. And, in the bigger picture, she does not see enough bio-LNG from animal manure to cover shipping's needs. Plus, she said, even if shipping uses 100% renewable LNG, methane emissions still would rise because of leakage up and down the supply chain for the fuel. That's why Osipova believes the door should be closed on LNG as a marine fuel, even if it's bio-LNG. There are are a lot of methane emissions that are not accounted for uh, in in the life cycle assessments, actually, because it's really hard to account them. It's those emissions that are slips, you know, there's like methane, unburnt methane that slipped. And it happens on all processes, at, at any stage of production processes. It can be upstream or downstream emissions. But Detelier said engine manufacturers have drastically reduced methane slip. And, he said, that by using emissions monitoring technology, Harvey Gulf has been able to optimize the operations of its PSV in a way that further minimized leakage of the molecule. Operating one engine at 80% load, for example, has lower methane emissions than operating two at 40%. Harvey Gulf spent several months working to secure its bio-LNG. It looked at several options, ultimately choosing waste from the hog farming industry rather than from cow manure because it has lower carbon intensity. And to achieve that net zero score in the carbon calculus, the company used a relatively small amount of the fuel derived from swine waste. It blended at a fossil fuel to biofuel ratio of 5 to 1. Using the vessel's battery also improved the emissions profile. In a report on decarbonization pathways for shipping, Blue Sky highlighted Harvey Gulf's experience as an example of how shipping's various sectors will take a variety of courses to reach net zero. David Cummins is the organization's chief executive. He was speaking to me from the COP27 climate conference in Egypt.
1: There is no one answer. There is no holy grail of a fuel that's going to work for every vessel type. In every type of operating situation, in every type of environment. So um, when you think about uh, the fuel piece of what a net zero world will look like, there's no way to predict that. So you have to um, you have to think with flexibility in your
0: mind for right now. Cummins acknowledged that even bio LNG may not work in every situation. That's because there's not an infinite supply of biomass to make the fuel. But he still sees space for LNG fueling because synthetic LNG produced with renewable energy or nuclear in combination with carbon capture could prove far more scalable. Ann Cummins said Harvey Gulf's approach is an example of how collecting data to better understand a ship's operation, alongside a willingness to innovate and find creative solutions, can open the door to net zero.
1: There's value in data. There's there's value in just being curious, challenging, challenging your thinking without actually being curious enough to want to know what's really happening here. You're, you're just, you're never going to get to net zero. You know, you, you, need, you need that innovative thinking that's, that's fed by data analysis. You need to be surprised. You need to collect data that you don't even think you need.
0: We'll be looking for more of those creative solutions here in the Green Seas podcast. Green Seas is also a newsletter Here's more on sustainability and shipping from the latest edition. This week, focus shifted from the COP27 climate conference in Egypt to Brussels. The European Union was working this week to put the finishing touches on amendments to its emissions trading system that will for the first time require shipping to buy carbon credits to cover the greenhouse gas footprint of its voyages. As my colleague Harry Papakristou reported, a deal among key EU institutions has confirmed the main parameters of the plan and the changes include a wider list of greenhouse gases than originally proposed. Those greenhouse gases include methane, and the impact of that will vary across the LNG-fueled shipping fleet because some engines have more methane slip than others. Ian Metzger is an analyst at shipbroker Braemar. Engine, engine type is going to make a big difference in terms of how penalized these energy vessels are going to be by the new European legislation. Elsewhere my colleague Paul Barrell has penned a comment piece that explores two views from experts at University College London. Shipping decarbonization expert Tristan Smith argued that the International Maritime Organization needs to adopt more ambitious carbon targets that align to capping global warming at 1.5 degrees Celsius. But climate professor Bill McGuire has argued that the world no longer has a credible way forward to 1.5 degrees, the upshot Is that shipping still needs to act aggressively to reduce emissions because even if 1.5 degrees can't be met the world will need to fight for every fraction of a degree beyond that to prevent growing climate change impacts and my colleague ian lewis reports on how one of the world's biggest shipping companies is looking to align its executives with sustainability goals by tying those goals to executive pay read all these stories and more at tinyurl.com greenseas4 that's tinyurl.com slash and the number 4. Where you can also subscribe to our email newsletter and the podcast. Or visit the Tradewinds website at tradewindsnews.com. Music for this podcast is by Alexi Action from Pixabay.